Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's a high fly ball from KMOX Sports. That's it deep to left field and it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. There's a moment for you. Welcome to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. In the driving jam time. The Billikens win this one. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. Comeback pattern caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Now, sports on a Sunday morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We are on target for... Oliver Marmel at 10.15, John Mosellock at 11.30, Albert Pujols at 11.45, Cardinal Baseball at 12.20, first pitch at 1.15. Cardinals and the Reds going for the sweep. Tom Ackerman with you in studio with Brian Kelly, who is celebrating We Went Blues Day, June 12th, 2019. And at the bottom of the hour, I think we'll talk a little bit more, if you if you have time. Sure. I'd love to yeah, pull I'd you in to. here to tell a few stories, but it's... It's a good day. Uh, it's great memories, and Patrick Maroon is going back to the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? I tell you, watching that game last night and watching the series as Tampa Bay came back from being down 2-0 to, to the Rangers, they're just a championship team. They just simply know how to win. They they play solid. They play as a group. They know exactly what they have to do, and they do it. And it, it's amazing to watch when you see a team that is just that solid through and through and just they know how to win and that's that's all there is to it when i posted scott rovac's pick this morning the one he took on the team plane of ryan o'reilly holding the con Smythe trophy and patrick maroon hugging the stanley cup and they've got you know alcohol and i think there's a little tin of uh (laughs) tobacco sitting in the picture and like there's guys in the background i mean it's just like the coolest picture it's iconic it's scott rovac's great picture I did get some tweets said we should never have let him go. Never have let Pat go. I, it, that's hard for me. I don't I don't know that I can go back and just, you know, lament the fact that Pat's not here. I wish he was here. Yeah. But I understand it. And the both sides of it. You know, Patrick wanted to get a contract under uh, with a team and I think the Blues were ready to move on and get, go younger, but it still kind of eats at me a little bit. I yeah. just, you know, like they could have used him. Yeah. He, you know, it's funny. Cause it's one of those guys who you, you don't think of him as a key member necessarily of a championship team, but you need guys like him on the team to, for many different reasons. And he's not going to score 30 goals a season, you know, but he's going to do what needs to be done. He brings a personality to the room that, helps in situations and he's always in the middle of stuff 
it's 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 one of the great things about hockey in particular, but I guess sports in general is it takes so much more than superstars to win. You have to have the supporting cast, and he exemplifies a supporting cast member. And they have a bunch of them in Tampa. You know, the big story last year was their third line, their last couple of years. And then the third line, they kind of get broken up, and then they reform another one, and they just keep going. And that picture, by the way, I have the Pat Maroon part of it. That's still the home screen on my one of my phones. I saw someone else said that as well. Yes. That, that That is somebody's home screen and had been for a long time. What an incredible place and time it was. Uh, Steven Stamkos is the reason why the Lightning yeah. and Andre Vasilevsky, the yeah. reason why the Lightning are in the Stanley Cup final. They are amazing. But Patrick yeah. Maroon is a huge part, plays mm-hmm. a big role in that team. And the Blues, you know, if Jordan Bennington doesn't get run by Nazem Kadri and uh, Callie Rosen, who he ran Rosen into Bennington, I think the Blues could have stood toe-to-toe with the Avalanche, and who knows? I mean, yeah. if they're able to to overtake them in the series, I think they take care of the Oilers. I think oh, the yeah. Blues are the second-best team in the West and could very well be in this situation, but we'll never really know. Colorado looked overwhelmingly good in Game 1, and Bennington darn near saved them. Yeah. Then he did save them in Game 2. He was spectacular, and so were the Blues. An mm-hmm. incredible turnaround. The Blues played some really solid games in there, Brian. I mean, they, they played I, – I know Colorado's the better team. I get that, but the Blues hung right there with them and, you know, in the end just didn't have enough. But I just wonder, I'll always wonder, if Bennington doesn't get run, is that enough? Is he hot enough to carry them through the final, that Western Conference semifinal? We'll never know. And again, they would have made it because of not having the better talent necessarily, but knowing how to win. And the Blues having won it a couple years ago, they have enough guys left there. They know how to win, and they they were able to compete with Colorado in, in a large part because of the depth and because of the way they play which is all part of playoff hockey. And so I agree with you. I think if Bennington's healthy, they have a really good shot, at least of going to a seventh game and maybe winning that series. Now, let me ask you, who do you have in the final? I've got the Lightning. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the Lightning. I I think that Colorado is a special, special team. I think they're incredibly talented. I know there's a lot of Colorado hate going on, but just hang on just a second. (laughs) Kadri's not part of it right now. So um, very special team. You know, I mean, McCarr is one of the best players in the league. I'd put him on one hand. My favorite oh, player sure. to watch. For sure. Um, you know, I mean, you just go right down the line. I mean, mm-hmm. McKinnon, et cetera. But this is, uh, this is the time of year where you have to win four games. And I think the Lightning know how to do that. This is the best goaltender Colorado will face. By far, actually. Oh, by far. With all respect to Bennington. Yeah. And Bennington was hot. Yeah. But they didn't face Bennington all the way through. They right. had Husso and Bennington, and, you know, there was a change in the middle of the game. And mm-hmm. this is a different story now. I mean, yeah. Vasilevsky is special. And Colorado has uh, – I've never seen that before, where Colorado had one goaltender in one series and one goaltender in another series. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen unless no. there's an injury. I don't know. I, I just don't think if, – if I know Colorado will be the favorite, I'm assuming. But Tampa Bay – knows how to do this and they play a heavy game. They've mm-hmm. got the skill. Stamkos is an absolute beast. He does mm-hmm. everything for them. They were all over the Rangers last night. I didn't think the Rangers as tight as that game was had a chance. The Rangers are a resilient group because I didn't think they would be in this game at all. And they found a way to make it very, very close. They lost the game two to one yesterday, but and, and it wasn't I, that close. No, no, 
It wasn't. Shesterkin um, kept them in the game. By the way, I had a family friend said, if the Rangers win, you're going to the Garden with me for the Stanley oh, Cup final. But so I still, <laughs> that would have been cool, but I'm really happy for Pat. And mm-hmm. I'm actually happy because this is the best team to beat Colorado. Yeah. I don't think the Rangers could have. I think Tampa Bay can. I think Tampa Bay will. I think they're going to win their third straight Stanley Cup. It's going to be Patty's fourth in a row. The pride of Oakville That's will crazy. be running the cup around Oakville again. Yes. It's incredible. It's so cool. We're a minute away from Oliver Marmel, Cardinals manager. We're going to get to him. But if you have time, I'd love to hear from you around sure. 1030-ish. Yeah, come in. And we'll we'll relive three years ago because that whole 24-hour period, actually 72-hour period, was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. And we'll get into that in just a bit. This is KMOX, the home of the St. Louis Cardinals, the 11-time world champions. And their manager, Ali Marmel, had some day yesterday. Boy, they pulled that one out of nowhere. We'll go through it with him. Next. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. From the Stiefel Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman with you on Sports on a Sunday morning. We welcome in live the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Oliver Marmol, joining us from Bush Stadium. Good morning, Ollie. Good morning. How are we doing? Doing well. Wow. I don't know how you pulled the, well, I do. I watched it, but you pulled that one off yesterday. That was a magical win for the St. Louis Cardinals. Before we run through the highlights, how's everyone feeling this morning? I know there's business to be done. You have to win another game here to sweep the series, but that had to have been a special, special day and evening going into this morning. No doubt about it. That was a good one. We needed it. We were on the other side of that not too long ago. So, uh, to be able to pull that one off was, uh, was a lot of fun, Tom. It was. I bet it was. And Adam Wainwright, one of the most important things that happened in the game, and I'm sure you would agree, is that Adam Wainwright went seven. He allowed three runs, but he goes seven. We know how things have been trying to put this rotation back together, and for him to go deep, that gave you a great chance, didn't it? No, I really did, and that's the difference, right? He left a couple breaking balls in the zone that they, they tagged for some runs. And it's easy in that situation to just give five and then be done and let that pitch count drive up. And we have to go to the pen and the six, but that's the difference between him and the rest of the league. He was able to still give a seven, keep the score right there, and give our offense a chance to come back. So that's a, that's a, that's a pro for sure. 316 starts between Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. 316. That is the second most all-time tied now with Warren Spahn and Del Crandall of the Braves. That is, I know we talk about it over and over. Once you get into that territory, now that you're two and in your sights are Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehan, that is special stuff. You literally are a part of history right now. No doubt about it. And the reality is these records, no one's touching that again. Um, What they've done for this long is absolutely incredible. Yeah, no one is going to get this. I mean, this is just unheard of in baseball today. Unheard of. The the way baseball is, just the structure of it, free agency and everything else. But let's get back to the game. So the Cardinals are down in this game. Uh, it was 3 to nothing after three innings. Um, the Cardinals do get a run in the sixth on a sack fly by Tyler O'Neill. That's big. It makes it a two-run ball game. Then in the eighth inning, Drew Verhagen is charged with a run. He gives up an RBI single to Lopez, and this is a 4-1 game. So I'm going to take you to the eighth, 
And we talked about this. So the people have not seen Tyler O'Neill yet. He was injured, and now he's healthy. He's starting to come into his own. We had not seen the eighth place in the National League Most Valuable Player race last year. At his best, here he is, eighth inning. Pitch number 20 this inning for the right-hander. Here comes a swing, and there's a hit into left center field. That's going to score Nolan Gorman. It goes to the wall. It's going to score Nolan Arenado. He crosses the plate on a two-RBI double by Tyler O'Neill. The Nolans come in and score on the hit by O'Neill. Ollie, what a moment for Tyler O'Neill. How's he looking to you? He's looking really good. He's on time. He's made the adjustment. And um, here's the thing. He's just hitting everything hard. Um, even that sack fly to center field just missed a grand slam there. That was a, a really good swing. But he's uh, he's finding barrel and everything off his bat is uh, – is coming off really good. He feels good. He's healthy. Um, but more importantly, he's uh, that swing is on time right now. Big moment right there, and the Cardinals finish that inning down four to three. So we take you to the ninth inning, and this one is not easy. First of all, I should mention that Nick Whitgren pitched the top of the ninth and was very good. Uh, he gets a yeah. fly out, a ground out. Fam singles off him, but then he gets Votto to ground out, and Votto, one of the best hitters we've ever seen in that ballpark. Bottom of the ninth, Dylan Carlson opens with a walk. Yachty grounds into a double play. Two outs for Juan Yepes, who actually played right field in this game with Dylan Carlson moving to center, and he singles. Uh, He ends up, uh, after a throwing error, um, with a, a pinch runner, Edmundo Sosa, standing there, and Tommy Edmond is trying to get that runner in. It's a 4-3 game. He gets more than that. Here it is. A look to second by Kunal, the pitch. A swing, and there's a fly ball right field. That's hit well, deep to right. It's a goner! It's a goner! And a Redbird winner! A game-ending home run by Tommy Edmond, and the Cardinals beat the Cincinnati Reds 5-4. to There's a team meeting at home plate. Tommy is greeted by his teammates. They mob him at the plate. They celebrate a comeback victory, and the Cardinals beat the Reds on the last pitch of the game. Wow, what a moment. Tommy Edmond, first walk-off RBI of his major league career, not the first of his life because he walked one off against my Indiana Hoosiers. But anyway, back to the game. <laughs> what a moment for Tommy Edmond. And, and that is Tommy, isn't it? He's not trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark, Ollie. He's not, um, but got the ball in the air, hard contact, and it was that was that was a fun one right there. But let's go back to Yepi real quick. Yeah. The, the reality is this: this is a guy that's been spinning off the ball, not keeping his front side, and he's been trying to make the adjustment. So for him to come in off the bench and uh, go into right field when Dylan went to center and stay close and stay on that ball the way he did was exactly what he's been working on, and gave Tommy a chance to to get up and uh, hit that game-winning homer. But that was a uh, both those at-bats were, uh, were incredible. Absolutely huge for Yepes and for Edmund, and there's a party at home plate, a meeting at home plate, as John Rooney said, and you win the game 5-4. <laughs> to four. Uh, Remarkable moment. here. I just want to hear uh, Tommy real quick. This is Bally Sports Midwest. No, especially not in that situation with tying around on second. Mm-hmm. Definitely not really trying to get get under one there and just trying to find a way to get to ball, get the ball uh, to the outfield past the infielders and mm-hmm. um, kind of just a result of me getting a pitch that I could lift. Mm-hmm. Classic Tommy right there. Cardinals get the win 5-4 to four over the Cincinnati Reds. Ollie, we mentioned the moves in the outfield. Dylan goes to center. Juan goes into right. That's because you took Harrison Bader 
out of the game. That was in the sixth inning. Can you explain what happened there? Yeah, it's it's simple. Um, There's certain guys that are tasked with bringing energy, and um, the rest of the team feeds off of them being a spark. And Tommy's one of them, and Bader's another one. And um, there's just expectations. And yesterday they weren't met from uh, just an overall hustling standpoint. Uh, Bader understood it. He actually took it like a pro. And we talked a lot about him maturing and what it looks like was the next step for him. And uh, he received it well, but he came out of the game after after not meeting those expectations. And uh, it allowed the FS to go to right and cross into center. But um, at the end of the day, it's uh, we have a standard, and, and it's going to be met. And yesterday it really wasn't, and Harrison uh, fully understood it. Um, and we move forward. He's in there today, and uh, look forward to seeing him play. It's good to hear that the, the two sides can talk like professionals and iron it out, and he's back in the lineup. And just to, overall, I was in the crowd on Friday and looking out at O'Neal in left, Bader in center, Carlson in right. As good as they've all been, they really have. Uh, it's nice to see those outfielders back out there. you got a pretty good outfield for a foreseeable future. No doubt about it. And, and what I loved about Harrison, just to circle back on it, was these are his expectations as well, right? So all we're doing is holding him accountable to, for what he wants for himself. And when it doesn't look the way we've described it to each other as far as what we're looking on a daily basis, then, um, then, then that's the consequence. But at the end of the day, like, I'm holding him to the standard that he wants to be held to. And yesterday uh, was a good day for that. But uh, he's a pro, man. He's an absolute pro, and I'm looking forward to having him in there today. And it's a message, not necessarily that you need to send one to anybody in particular, but it is, as you said, a standard. If you see it, you wouldn't just uh, apply it to Bader and Edmund, as you said. You see anybody doing not uh, what they are supposed to be doing, whether it's body language of a pitcher, I would assume, Ollie, or or a hitter for that matter, uh, you're going to address them. That's correct. And different guys, here's the reality. You can sit there and be like, well, we've seen this person not run a ball out of Different guys are tasked with different responsibilities within the club. Some bring energy, some bring leadership, some bring so so everyone's bringing something to the table, and they're held accountable for that skill set that they're bringing to the table. Not everyone's bringing the same skill set. Um, in this particular case, um, it was handled that way, but it was uh, it was just a reminder. And uh, Harrison's gonna be out there today doing what he does. That's well explained. I have a few more things before we let you go, and I really appreciate this. Uh, Andre Pallante started on Friday, went a little deeper than I thought he would. I didn't know exactly what you had planned for him, but he was very impressive. Uh, That said, I wanted you to address that, having him in the rotation, but also the fact that it does remove a power arm from your bullpen and how you view the pen in that respect, knowing also that Jordan Hicks may be back in there at some point. Yeah, you, you sit there and you weigh which one's which one has more value to have Andre do what he did um, his last outing or to have him bridge you to your back end a couple times a week. And um, you're definitely losing something out of your pen in, the, in a legit right-handed power arm that gets you to Gio and Helsley. Um, so th- there's a little bit of a gap there. I think it's 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 well-known. But at the same time, we got... Um, a really nice outing out of him and we're going to continue to see what he's capable of doing in that role. So we took him to our goal was to get him to 75, 80 pitches last time out. He, he got it to about 78 or so. And um, we're able to build from that, his next, next outing. So 
yes, it does create a little bit of a gap in that pen. Um, but there's, there's definitely a need in that rotation. Anything new on Hicks? I did see him throwing off flat ground Friday before the game, and pretty soon we're going to see him off a mound, aren't we? Yeah, I just uh, saw him in the hole right before taking the call, and he's uh, he's on his way out to make oh a, a little bullpen. So today's a good day for him. Oh, boy. Can we get you to do some play-by-play of that? Just kidding. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, – so Dakota Hudson starts today, and then tomorrow you still have – uh, an opening for that start against the Pirates, right? That's correct. Okay. And we'll, uh, so yep. you've got a couple gaps with that double header coming up that we'll have to fill tomorrow. Um, there's an opening and it just depends on who we use out of the pen today in uh, Thompson and Oviedo, uh, depending on who gets that start as well. So we got some moving parts for sure. Gotcha. I appreciate this, Ollie, very much. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations on an exciting win yesterday and good luck today against the Reds. I appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. Always great to have the Cardinals manager with us on KMOX Radio. It's eleven. It's uh, ten twenty nine. We go until noon today. We have pregame at twelve twenty. First pitch at one fifteen. We'll be back with some memories of what happened on this date three years ago, and then there was a celebration one that the city of St. Louis had never seen before. We always wondered what it would be like. It was that times a thousand. That's next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On KMOX, the home of the Cardinals from the Stiefel Sports Studio. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back. Tom Ackerman with you. Sports on a Sunday morning. Three years ago today, at this very moment, 10.33 a.m., we had a Game 7 coming, and I was pacing all day long. I I didn't know what to do with myself, and we were the home of the Blues at that time. Uh, we had all of our team up there. I stayed back uh, to cover the Cardinals. Mike Claiborne did as well. Uh, the two of us were back here, Brian Kelly, and, and uh, he was – 
at home, and we had him on standby in case the Blues did win in Boston and a party ensued in St. Louis. I was going to go home to try to get an hour or two of sleep, and he was going to anchor the late-night coverage. So I went to dinner uh, at a place where I could keep an eye on the game. I don't know why I chose this place, but I went to Anthony's right here downtown, Mm -hmm. and I knew it was going to be quiet. And there was going to be a TV and I, cause I didn't, it was, it was a strange feeling. I didn't really want to be around anybody, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I wanted to be alone mm-hmm. before the start of the game. And I watched the first period while I ate a Caesar salad at <laughs> Anthony's. Like, why did I do that? But I did. A and, meal and you'll never forget. And the blues, unbelievably. It looked like they were going to win the game. Jordan Bennington just flat took the energy out of the Boston Bruins. Yeah, he did. And then when the Blues scored, the uh, Ryan O'Reilly goal, I mean, you know you know how it is when your team dominates and they get scored on? Oh, you're kidding me. And then the Petrangelo goal with, what, seven seconds left in the first period where Marshawn decides, I'm tired, I'm getting off, go ahead. And it's 2 nothing, and that late period goal – and then you, now you've got the momentum going into the break after not having it at all in the first period. And you go through a scoreless second period, and then when they scored the third goal, then you're thinking, this could really happen. That was the moment where I thought this could really happen, but you're still up by two, and we know that a two-goal lead in the playoffs uh, can be iffy in the NHL. And Zach Sanford scored the goal, the fourth goal of the game, and that is when I started getting goosebumps all over my body. Yeah. I just thought, I cannot believe this is happening. So I called Klaibs, and he said, I'm I'm on my way, I'm coming in. And we sat here at KMOX in that office over there, the KMOX Sports Office, and we watched the third period together as it was winding down. And when the final buzzer sounded, the horn sounded, and it went triple zero, we cried, mm-hmm. both of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not know. I knew I was going to be emotional, but I didn't know right. I would react like that. We had tears streaming down our cheeks. We hugged and watched the NBC coverage and listened because we did have the coverage on KMOX. We mm-hmm. flipped over and listened to that as well. And just were just, I mean, my my whole childhood and Klaibs too and yours, you know, growing up, being a Blues fan, wondering would that ever happen? And what would it be like if it happened? Mm-hmm. It actually did. And we're sitting there just blown away. It was just incredible to see the Stanley Cup come out onto the ice. And here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, the Stanley Cup. An amazing seven-game series by two terrific teams, the Bruins and the Blues. To think after five decades, the Stanley Cup is going back to the terrific fans in St. Louis. Congratulations to Tom Stillman. 
Chris Zimmerman, Doug Armstrong, Craig Berube, but most importantly, this amazing team of great players who came together to win it all in seven games. Captain Alex Petrangelo, St. Louis has been waiting a long time for this. Come get the Stanley Cup. Unbelievable. Just incredible. And you can hear the Blues fans in the background in Boston. I get chills just playing that. Wow. What a, you, what you, was going through your mind? I was just so relieved and excited. And I'm I'm almost tearing up now hearing that again. Uh just it was such a it, almost as much a relief as anything. I remember after game 4 with Winnipeg. Remember they won two games up there, came back here and lost two. And I'm sitting up our seats are above where the Blues go into the bench and I'm thinking another year. Another year. When are we finally going to win this thing? Little did I know, a few weeks later, here we were with the Stanley Cup coming to St. Louis. And I, I like you said, I have chills now. Uh, I remember talking, when we made it to the finals, this is a little embarrassing. I was talking to my neighbor about it. And I said, they're in the Stanley Cup final. I started crying, talking <laughs> to my And they hadn't even won the cup yet. They were just in the final. And it's like, you don't understand after all these years. Yeah. We're finally back. And then to actually win the cup, see it in person, go to the parade. It, it, was, it was a dream. You know, that whole time, it, it was just so amazing. The crowd was unbelievable down Market Street as the team made the turn around. They, they will tell you that it was just a wall of people, people hanging out of parking garages, uh, out of buildings, mm-hmm. looking, trying to get a peek at the Blues Parade coming down Market Street. It was a remarkable moment, and we were all over it. KMOX had reporters up and down the route. Ron Jacober and I were at the end underneath the arch. The scene was amazing. This is the captain, Ryan O'Reilly. I can't believe it. It's, I can't believe the work that these guys put in. Everyone, not just, not just the guys that went on the ice, but the front office, everyone. Like it's, there's so many people that work so hard for this. I can't believe we did it. I, yeah, it still hasn't sunk in. <laughs> That's him up on stage underneath the arch after they went through that wall of people. And this was the one that everybody remembers and talked about. So Ron and I were sitting there underneath the arch, and we had Mike Anderson, our engineer, with us. I and was I, there. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I know you were. Yeah. And I said, let it roll. You can say <laughs> let's go blues all you want, but you know what? We went. We went blues. Go anymore because we already did it. <laughs> oh, holy. <laughs> These guys won the Stanley Cup for this city. There is nothing more they have to do. So instead of saying, let's go, Blues, we're going to say, we went. Oh, and the crowd loved it, and on it went with the Hall of Famer, Brett Hall. An unbelievable moment, impromptu, by the way, I was told. Kelly Chase told that story on the air. The short story is that Hall went up on his own. I think I remember that. It was like, uh uh-oh. 
He went up to <laughs> I know Chaser here at the station. It was uh oh. He went up to Chaser and he said, "Come on, buddy." And Chaser's <laughs> like, "Uh uh-uh. uh." And he goes up there and did his thing, and nobody stopped him because it's Brett Hall. And, and he christened a holiday. How about that? Right he there, sure he did. named a holiday. Very special moment that was not planned. Holly did it on his own, and and really just everybody. I mean, I could play it uh, all of it here today, but we have. A lot going on today, but it is it's great to remember. I mean, I would I would take a moment every year on June twelfth and just reminisce, go back, go to YouTube, watch the highlights, just enjoy because these things don't happen very often. As you can see, it's hard to win. Mm. I think that the Blues will be in this position again to win a Stanley Cup. I, I think they're gonna be very good next year, and there's a very good chance that they're gonna be good with these young players for a long time. Yeah, they they are re reloading, not retooling, not rebuilding. They are reloading. They've got some really good young talent. They got some more Springfield won last night they are now a win away from going to the American League Championship and so uh, yeah they, they've got a good group they've got some and, and you can see the depth this year they had to bring in a lot of kids from uh, from Springfield and they they did it they've got the depth they've got the veteran leadership if you get the goaltending, you got a real chance. One more shout-out I wanted to give is to O.B. Clarks and Brentwood. Oh, yeah. They have been an incredible headquarters for that team, for the players, for Coach Craig Berube, and that's where the team first brought the cup. Uh, mm-hmm. They did that the next afternoon. They were partying out there. I remember getting word of that, and we raced out there to take some video of it. And I actually picked up my daughters at camp, and I said, you want to go see the Stanley Cup? <laughs> and they said, what? They just won it last night. I'm like, uh-huh. I know where it is. Yes. And we drove, and awesome. there's a huge crowd out in the parking lot uh, watching everybody raise the cup. Really And is special. there anything like seeing the cup in person? No. The first time I saw it was actually when Brandon Bolig won it with the Blackhawks, and he took it to Children's, and I was there, and when he pulled it out of the limo, oh, my God. <laughs> There it yeah, is. I know. And and riding on the elevator with it and then getting to spend the weekend with it when when Pat Maroon had it, I got to spend a lot of time with it too. It is an amazing trophy. And it is it when you see it the first time, it really is an oh my god moment. Truly awesome. Well, it's great memory, BK. We appreciate it. The Blues won the cup on this date three years ago. Quick break, back with more sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports on a Sunday morning. And it's a gutter. Big fly, Nolan Arenado. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. It's 1048 in the Stiefel Sports Studio. Tom Ackerman with you. Sports on a Sunday morning. We just celebrated the three-year anniversary of the Blues winning the Stanley Cup in the summer of 2019. And it wasn't that long after that that this man made his debut in All Elite Wrestling, an event coming to St. Louis on Wednesday at Chaffetz Arena featuring Wardlow, who is with us live on KMOX. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am doing great. you got a big event coming up at Chaffetz Arena. First of all, tell us about All Elite Wrestling and when you joined it a few years ago, what you've experienced since then, and what makes it special. Man, I'll say this for anybody that maybe hasn't come to a professional wrestling show. Whether you're a fan or not, it's just an incredible experience. Um, It's, in my opinion, every form of entertainment rolled into one three- or four-hour show. Uh, you get a concert with all the music. 
you get a light show with pyros and fireworks and all different lights. Um, you get acrobatics. Uh, you get athleticism. You get fighting. You get comedy. You get drama. I mean, it is truly a show for every age and every member of the family. Um, and the reason AEW is so special and, and different from anything else in uh, in the world of pro wrestling, um, we have a lot of young, hungry talent, um, a lot of homegrown AEW stars that people call it, um, you know, a lot of fresh faces, a lot of new people, a lot of athletes that can do things in the ring that you've never seen before. Um and it's just a group of really young, hungry, talented individuals that are really trying to make a difference in the world of pro wrestling, and I believe we have. I love hearing it. You know, St. Louis for many years was the heartbeat of professional wrestling. In fact, I interviewed Hulk Hogan one time, and he said, when, you, when I came to St. Louis when I was a young wrestler, I knew that I had made it because wrestling at the chase was such a big thing back in the day, and St. Louis was where you went. Uh, to make your name. I will tell you this, though, Wardlow, I don't ever remember Hulk Hogan wrestling in a 20-on-1 match. What in the world is going on here? I see this 20-on-1 class action handicap elimination match, plaintiffs versus Wardlow on Wednesday, 7 o'clock is when this starts. It's on TBS, but we want you to be there at Chaffetz. 20-on-1, how do you pull that off? Well, I think there's only one way to pull that off, and that's just being Wardlow. Uh, I, th- I think I'm the only man that could pull it off. Um, with everything I went through the past few months and everything I've had to deal with, with Mark Sterling and these security guards, there's enough rage pent up in me to take on 40 of these guys if I needed to. <laughs> um, I've been waiting uh, to just unleash on as many people as possible. So I say feed me more, feed me as many as you want, uh, line them up, I'll knock them down. And I do got to say the fact that you've uh, interviewed Hulk Hogan is pretty cool. But, uh, <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm, I'm in the same category now, so that's pretty gnarly. Yeah, you absolutely are. Uh, you're 6'3", 257 pounds is what I have. Is that accurate? Uh, I think it's supposed to be six three two sixty seven. Okay, two sixty seven. Uh, I've got that. I need to add ten on that. Um, and you'll be taking on again twenty on one on Wednesday at Chaffetz Arena in a big, big event. And you know, just looking at the event itself, do you know when? Do, does the public know when you're going to wrestle? Do they know the lineup, or do they just wait to see what happens next? Nope. It's, uh, you know, you get most of the card announced, uh, but no, not in any particular order. So you just, you show up and we, we fill you with a bunch of surprises. And what I've seen in the past is that exactly what you just said, surprises are kind of the hallmark of professional wrestling. Don't, don't expect to walk in there knowing the storyline because it will change. And that is part of professional wrestling. Is it the storyline changes from week to week, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Professional wrestling is a, is a giant roller coaster ride. Uh, there, there's ups and downs and, you know, there's times where you're going to be happy and excited. There's times where you're going to be upset and angry. Um, you know, 
professional wrestling will put you through every emotion um, you can go through, but mostly uh, the good ones. <laughs> um, tell me about the power bomb. That is one of your signature moves. What What do you do there? Yeah, the power bomb. That was uh, a move made most famous by guys like Sid Vicious, The Undertaker, Kevin Nash, Batista. Um, and now I don't think we've seen anybody deliver quite as vicious of a powerbomb since Batista. Uh, and I've kind of I've kind of brought some life back to the powerbomb and some respect back to the powerbomb. Uh, that is my forte. And I will powerbomb people repeatedly as many times as I feel uh, before defeating them. How did you get into it, Wardlow? And we're talking to Wardlow here, All Elite Wrestling coming, to AEW coming to Chaffetz Arena in just a matter of days on Wednesday. Uh, how did you get into this sport? You know, it was something that I fell in love with at a very young age. Uh, I remember seeing Bret the Hitman Hart on TV. And, and the moment I saw Bret Hart, I just, I fell in love with him and I fell in love with wrestling and I just never, ever grew out of it over, over the years. Uh, you know, there's new faces, uh, that re-inspire you guys like Kevin Nash, like the rock, um, Jeff Hardy, Batista, you know, over the years, there's, there's someone new taking over the top spot that, that inspires you. And I just, always look to these guys, you know, they were like my heroes. They were like my father figures. Um, and I just knew it was something I wanted to do ever since elementary school. And there was nothing that was going to stop me. And are you a fan of, of all uh, sports in that respect, MMA and, and watching, you know, UFC fights and, and boxing for that matter? Do you, and I know you have those skills, don't you? I mean, you, you grew up with, with a lot of those skills. Yeah, um, a lot of amateur wrestling, um, a lot of my friends wrestled. Um, so growing up in, you know, nowhere, Ohio, you don't have much to do but go out in the backyard and wrestle. <laughs> so um, uh, I've always been scrappy in that sense. Um, but, yeah, to prepare for professional wrestling, uh, I did – I have done some boxing training, um, some jujitsu training, essentially just to improve my in-ring wrestling skill and cardio um, is really the reasoning. Uh, and, of course, you know, I always want to bring as, as much legitimacy into the ring as humanly possible. I think that's important. Um, for anybody that says, oh, what you do is fake, uh, you know, fight me in the parking lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. You want? Yeah. You yeah, want some real I'll stuff? You, okay. I'll take that power bomb is real quick. <laughs> um. So you know. Uh. So I I do love sports. I, I'm not like a, a diehard. I don't have like a die a team. You know, I'm not like a diehard fan of a specific team or sports. Uh. Just in general, I grew up playing basketball, baseball, football. Um. And I would say those are probably still my three favorite sports to this day. 
mostly love watching basketball and football. Awesome. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in action. AEWTix.com to get tickets to All Elite Wrestling at Chaffetz on Wednesday. Wardlow, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.